This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 67, with your host, Andy Kirby. Are you chewing? I can hear you crunching. And Jared Mayo. Really? Yeah, just let me finish this Oreo. Still on your new lappy top? <sighs> Andy Kirby, I am. Let's... I call it a laptop, but that's cool. <laughs> I've uh, I've been doing this annoying habit of calling things um, with an ing. Like, uh, let's see here, bouncy ball would be your bouncing ball, or popcorn would be your popping corn. But lappy top doesn't work. No, that's true. No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> lapping top. Uh, that doesn't work either. At Why? any Why? rate, <laughs> what's going on, man? Dude, you're the one that's got all of it going on. You're my my world traveling friend. Are DC. you coming on to me? Is that what, is that what's going on right now? You got it going on, Andy. Uh, yeah, yeah. You just better be happy you're in Louisiana. <laughs> I think Jennifer might have something to say about that. <laughs> no, dude, you're like, you're going to Congress, you're going to North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Hey, have we have we talked since Congress? You and I have talked, but we haven't talked on the podcast. Uh, well, that's really the only talking that counts. <laughs> <laughs> when we talk, uh, I don't know. But it's, a, I mean, it's a pretty big deal that. That you went to D.C. and went to Congress and everything? I forgot all those stories. So much stuff is, is going on and happening. Let me let me try to – here's one story, okay? So I get there Monday, uh, on a Monday, and I got to turn in this paperwork by 12 noon. And so I'm trying to figure out how to get down to D.C. I take a wrong turn and have these armed guards have to turn me around and everything. You can't park here. And I'm like – Hey, I mean, I got to turn in paperwork for a subcommittee hearing in, in this building. They're like, yeah, you and everybody else, you can't park here. <laughs> I'm like, right, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> like, I'm not going to park right next to the congressman. So the parking was very secure. But when I went into the building and just went through the magnetometer, uh, you're, you're good to go. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, security guard, sir. Can you direct – I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Can you – I thought I would be escorted. I don't know. They're like, where are you trying to go? I was like, room 553. And they're like, room uh, 335. And I'm like, right, yeah, room 335. <laughs> I have dyslexia. <laughs> he was like, just go up the stairs, man. It's There's signs everywhere. I'm like, oh, okay. I can just wander around the, you know, the, the house office building. <laughs> They're like, whatever, what are you doing? You dropping off papers? All right, yeah, go. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I was walking the halls, and there's senators and congressmen, you know, not a bunch of them because it was Monday, but um, just walking by, and I went right into the <laughs> – it's crazy. I opened the door. There's these giant doors, you know, marble floors and everything. These giant doors, uh, the ones that are probably like 10 feet tall, and they – and they go into these offices and then the, the receptionist or the director, staffing director, I don't know, talks to you and says, uh, yes, can I help you? Uh, uh, yeah, 
uh, I'm here to, to drop off these paperwork for a very important subcommittee hearing tomorrow. And they're like, right, just put it on the table. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so... And then I went to my hotel room and uh, read a bunch of comics. <laughs> it was like one thirty during the. So you went for work. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I think I knew, but your our listeners were like, "Oh, what is he being court-martialed for?" Oh right, no, no. I went for work. Uh, my boss, we got in an invitation to to go and talk to the. Uh, subcommittee on um economic opportunities for veterans and so uh my boss was like oh do you want to share and I, or do you want to testify at this hearing and i was like no that's all right and he was like all right i'll do it so uh he's the one that did it and actually it is uh, recorded <laughs> it's videoed you can find it online did you find yourself i did not because the way the camera angle was i was sitting directly behind somebody so like oh. they had a they had a table up there. You know, it's like they didn't wear wigs or anything, but it was like that setup where all the <laughs> the, the uh, congressmen were at a panel in a round circle uh, or semicircle. And then there before them was a table with the three panelists presenting. And then I sat behind them in the crowd or congregation, if you will. Okay. Well, I watched it for 45 minutes. And I could not find you. <laughs> you were so funny. I didn't know you were going to do that. Oh, it was so boring. <laughs> it is. But there are some gems in there. You have to you have to really pay attention. But there are some gems when you're watching C-SPAN. It, it's better if you just listen to it. There's a C-SPAN app for iPhone that you can stream all uh, three C-SPAN uh, channels. <laughs> Why you would want to do that, I don't know. But. What do you, no, it's good. It's good information. All these oh. things. This is how they vote. Uh, we're going to do a yay or nay vote. Oh, yeah. All opposed, nay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, okay. oh yeah, it, the nays have it. They just do that. Unless you call for a roll call or a recorded vote. And so you don't know what your senators and your congressmen are doing. We just say, oh, yeah, these guys, they know what they're doing. But they don't. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm into politics and government and all that stuff, but... Just hearing them talk about, oh, you know, I didn't even understand what they they were talking about at your committee that I was watching. Are you sure you were watching mine or no? Yeah, because they were talking about oil, and there were like five big oil people there. Oh, wow! Right? That's true, but it wasn't in the congressional session, so I don't know if that's what you were watching. Did you okay? Well, here, here's the thing. Okay, I don't want to embarrass my boss. He did a great job, but so they say, okay, well, the chair recognizes uh, Mr. So and So for um, five minutes, and so he's like, okay, well, what we're trying to do here, and he gives his testimony, and it's really just off the cuff, and he's like, you know what I mean? Uh, and then it goes to the next guy, the next five guys, and they're sitting there reading their statement. Mr. Chair, thank you for the opportunity and the honor to share with you. We appreciate blah, 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 what we propose to do. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> at the end of it, um, <laughs> and he had to stop. My boss had to stop in the middle of his thing. He's like, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know how this timer thing works in front of me. Uh, oh, no. am I, does it? 
does it start over or and the chair leans forward he's like um yes uh you're actually over your time limit. We'll give you um, a, a few seconds to finish up. He's like, oh, right. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> so we had one of the uh, – I met I met the congressman, Congressman Flores from Texas, and I met his uh, staffing director and his staff. And then we met a guy from another giant contractor who came over to us and was like, oh, that was great, right off the cuff. That's so refreshing. <laughs> and my boss is like, yeah, you know, it's our first time. You know, we didn't know. And he's like, no, no, it's great. You know, like, I got my lawyers telling me what to say and what not to say. And you just come in and you're like, here's what we're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And then last week I went to North Dakota and that was fun. North Dakota in June, man. You can't beat it. I'm pretty sure you can. No, it was good. I saw the Badlands. The Badlands. Yeah, you could have gone to the beach. No. Why? Why? I mean, there's really a million other places you could go than North Dakota, and it would be beat. It would be beat? That's what you said. You can't, yeah. It can't be beat. Yeah, it can be beat. Uh, speaking of the beach, I let my daughters watch Jaws. Did you? Yes. Before you guys went on vacation or after? After. And? <laughs> Well, I would like to I would like to point out to my listeners that it's rated PG. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so the Avengers I think is PG thirteen. So this was more age appropriate, I think. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, one of them handled it very well. The other one, the youngest one, I did not let watch it. She was over at her grandma's house. Uh, but the other two, they were really excited. And then when the first scene, have you seen this film? Oh yeah. Okay. When the first scene happens, uh, my oldest turns to me and she puts her hands over her face and she's like, I'm not sure this was a good idea. (laughs) Watch this. And I was like, Oh, it's fine. You'll be all right. (laughs) But listen, I didn't just so everybody knows out there. I told them when to close their eyes. They never saw anyone get eaten by a shark. They never saw any of the blood or gore or anything like that. But that first one, that tense moment where she like dips under the water and mm-hmm. she's like flopping around. Ah, 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 they had a hard time with that, which my theory is that was a different shark because that shark was huge. It could have just swallowed her whole, but no, it was like dragging her around. No, they got a big shark problem there in Amity. I've got a conspiracy theory about the movie jaws. <laughs> In the fictional setting. Do not make fun of me. (laughs) He was just messing with him. That's what Jaws does. He'll mess with you and then he'll bite your head off. (laughs) Don't mess with me. I'll bite your head off. (laughs) So anyway, they really thought it was... uh, They thought it was interesting. I love the part. Once they start in the boat, uh, it's great. With Quint. So are they... Were they okay at the end? Well, they... Yeah. But they asked a lot of questions like... So, are there sharks where we swim? I was like, there's sharks everywhere. <laughs> and they're like, right, but not where we swim. And I was like, well, according to the movie, most shark attacks happen 10 feet from the shore and 3 feet of water. So, I don't know how accurate that is, but why go in there? And they're like, right, but <laughs> the sandbar, the sharks are past the sand. They can't get in there, right? I was like... Oh, it just depends. 
<laughs> and they said, I said, if, if the sandbar is two feet off the ground, anything, uh, any shark smaller than two feet can swim over it. I mean, if, uh, if the water is two foot above the shore and they're like, right, but not where like we swim, right? <laughs> uh, so but, the days of them going in the ocean are over. I wish, but they'll never learn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we got a sheep. Did I tell you that? You told me. You texted me. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> the pretty exciting life of Andy. North Dakota and a sheep. <laughs> I killed uh, five rabbits and ate some rabbit stew this weekend. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Why don't you talk for a while? What's going on with you? Well, I I work from home, so it's like not uh, that exciting, and I don't I don't uh, go in the ocean or kill animals. I, I killed an ant yesterday on the on the countertop. Nice job, right on. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> Well, am I? I don't want to spill any beans here, but are you gonna? Are you going to be on a television program? You don't have to say what you're gonna talk about, but are you? I've not heard back. Okay, all right, but there is some maybe in there. There's a possibility. <laughs> Hopefully, more so than TV, that will be in a, another movie. We're we're still waiting to hear back about that. You know, my brother told me that it's to the point now where you're not an extra. You're making cameo appearances. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so nothing else? I mean, come on. Is uh, Jennifer expecting? No, not a baby. Not, I mean, not, a, not a child. No, we're, next, next week is going to be seven years. We will have been married. Wow. I know you guys have been married for like 17, but... No, we're happy with seven. We're coming up on ten. Ten. Ten Whew. years. It's been like ten minutes, man. Underwater. <laughs> Struggling to keep your head above. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, well, yeah. what did Jackie think about you letting the girls watch the Jaws? Oh, she was there. Uh, she, oh. she wasn't a fan of it, but um, yeah, she was there. Had she seen Jaws before? Not for quite some time, <laughs> apparently. Because <laughs> every ten minutes she was like, maybe we should turn this off. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm sure it's fine. Well, we, we speaking of movies, we, uh, we had one of the girls from youth group over yesterday, and she likes scary movies, and every movie she picked out, Jennifer's like, no, no. So we ended up going with... Um, World War Z. Have you seen it? I have. That's one of the only zombie movies I've ever seen. Oh, I love, love it. <laughs> That's why we bought it. That's why we own it. And it's in our house. And it's just, it was, I've seen it three times, but Jennifer to watch it the second time, she just screaming and jumping and, and the noises that they make. And it's like, honey, they're making two more sequels. <laughs> Are they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. With Brad Pitt? Yeah. As far as I know. Wow. Interessante. And then we watched Chicken Little. Oh, yeah. About the sky falling and the alien invasion? Yeah. I actually haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it's one of our 
one of, if not our favorite Disney movie. It's really good. Oh, wow. But it has the worst Disney movie rating ever on Rotten Tomatoes. Why is that? I don't know. People just hate it. <laughs> Haters don't hate. So you'll probably hate it because I liked it. Maybe, but I have a different opinion than most of the populace. So I don't know. It's a toss-up. But I mean, because I liked it, so you'll hate it. Not That's not the reason why. That just is a coincidence or a trend. Oh, see, I don't believe in coincidence. But you do believe in trends. Trends. <laughs> Andy, Andy hate is now trending. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. Why don't we get this show started? I guess we could. You I mean, sound no, like you sound like you have zero energy, and I was counting on you. Oh, let's get this show started. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah! All right. Well, this is Marvel Six One Six Politics. We are a comic book podcast. Ah! Okay. A little less uh, energy there. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm. I will be excited because I am excited now. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you can visit our website, Marvel Six One Six Politics dot com. I don't know what that dramatic pause was. Uh, but it's fantastic. There's articles, there's reviews, there's columns, there's forums. Go to marvel616politics.com slash forum press and join the conversation. Now, I will tell you this. Our good friend Darren, who is uh, doing the website for us, um, he is still working on the forums to try to make it so that other people can post as well. Um People can post, can reply, but they can't start a conversation. Mm. So we're trying to figure out that. But that is coming. So uh, check in on that. I try to put new questions up every couple days. So uh, And also follow us on Twitter, at 616politics. And, of course, you can email us your questions at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Awesome! Oh boy. Uh, Andy mentioned going to the forums, but if you don't know where to find the forums, I'll tell you. That's our website, marvel616politics.com. I, Did you already say that? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was so excited. <laughs> Andy didn't tell you. I wasn't listening. <laughs> so no, you're batting a thousand. All right, so you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Hey, thank you for posting last week for me. Yeah, that's what I do. (laughs) And you can also give us a call and let us know if you have a question. Maybe you want to have a comment about our podcast, our website, um, maybe about, you know, what animal of the week Andy's killing this week. You just want to, like, make your comments known. Uh, Jen Capelli, I'm talking to you. You can give us a call at 616-755-TINA and leave that message, and we'd love to play it on air. Um, you can also look us up on Instagram. We've got almost 400 followers in just uh, about a month and a half, which is we're, we're pretty excited about. Um, on Instagram, we are Marvel616Politics. That is so fantastic. Those instant grams that we have. It is pretty cool. Um, we actually have an email from a listener with a question. Would you like to hear it? 
Yeah, I'd like to hear it. All right. This is from... I don't know if I should say. They didn't have a... They didn't leave their name. Let's go with Larry. This is from Larry. Hey, (laughs) Mr. Andy and Jared. I love the podcast, but I had a quick question. With DC practically taking over the silver screen with shows like the upcoming Flash and Constantine and the already well-established Arrow... Do you guys think that Marvel will ever become more involved in the TV industry with shows other than Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or do you think they will stick to the big screen? What you say? Well, I mean, we've got Sharon Carter coming next year. Agents, Agent Carter. She has a TV show. And then we've got the Netflix shows with Iron Fist and Cage and The Defenders and Daredevil and uh, Jessica Jones. So I think that Marvel is definitely uh, reaching, you know, broadening their horizons and uh, going for the smaller screen. And I I think it's really awesome because the small screen ties into the big screen and you can watch either or and still know what's going on. That is pretty cool. And uh, I would have to say that because it's an expanded universe and they do transcend the media, uh, the medium, I'm sorry. uh, But, you know, everything that all the uh, all the TV shows that the DC is doing with Gotham, Constantine, uh, their Smallville, even they're separate. Um, Flash and Arrow, I think, are in the same universe, but that's about it. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to the Netflix stuff, um, which actually brings me to a question I had for you. What do you think about Coulson trying to or or uh, what's his name? Clark, Greg, Greg Clark, Clark Greg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trying saying that he he's he's eyeing up a role for uh, Daredevil or the Netflix universe. Yeah, he he should go for it. I mean, he just he a lot of people took what he said out of context and thought that he was demanding to be in it. He's like, nope, that's not what I was saying. I just said I think it'd be really sweet if I got to to make a cameo or be in it in somehow. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, it's even more connectivity. Why not? I think it is really cool if he did, but at the same time, I don't want everything to revolve around S.H.I.E.L.D. or everything to revolve... You know, like, I, w- I want to go off and explore different areas in the Marvel Cinematic U uh, with it still being connected. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be like he have a he has a role in it, but, um, you know, if you just kind of maybe see him passing by or... He's in a cameo, like on a TV screen of some sort, like uh, some kind of. They're they're beaming some signal about the, who knows what, you know. It, like a it, wanted poster. A wanted poster would work. Uh, anything, you know, something like that. Even some people are saying that these these uh, Netflix shows aren't all even going to take place in the present. That some of them might possibly be taking place in the past. Oh, please, no. I can't take Luke Cage with a tiara. <laughs> well, they're saying maybe leading up to <laughs> the Defenders forming. Oh, okay. Something along those lines. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so, yeah, like if we find out that, you know, 10 years ago, Coulson got his start, you know, being doing something like that. That would that'd be cool. I think I'm going to clip what you said. A wanted poster would work. And I think I'm just going to put that all over for anything. Be like, oh, how you feeling today? A wanted poster would work. What? I think it'd be great. No, that's what you said. It, it was a good. It was a good soundbite. That's random. 
<laughs> I was good. I just was waiting for a pause. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> Whatever. All right. We are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. And that's right. On your Marvel books, you can get 40% off. And also, they have trades there for 35 to 40% off. They have a sister site, InStockTrades.com. What are they? Trades. What are they? In stock. It's fantastic. I get I get a box from them every Friday for the Wednesday, every Friday or Saturday from for Wednesday's comics. And every time it's like Christmas, I'm like, ah, and I open it up and I tear, carefully tear the little tape off and I open it and I look through them and I do the digital codes and, oh, it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> they, they also have toys. <clears throat> oh, yeah, just say true. that yeah. because they have, there's a new X-Men series coming out of Marvel Legends and everybody online has them, but I've searched and searched and searched, and Discount Comic Book Service has the cheapest by far. Awesome. They uh they have there's is ten dollars cheaper than the cheapest I could find, and their shipping is cheaper too. So wow. they they just they're they're great. They got back to me um when I when I couldn't find it on the site, and they let me know what to do. And so if you're looking for Marvel Legends, go to DCB Service too. I tell you what, man, if you want toys. Discount comic book service. Yeah. It's it's better than robbing my house. It's better than robbing Jared's house. A wanted poster would do. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> uh, we are also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership at crpsavings.com. They are a savings membership club, uh, similar to Sam's Club, except for you don't have to buy in bulk, for any of your purchases through Office Depot. Uh, so you can look them up at crpsavings.com. Get them a lifetime membership for $39. It uh, it'll save you well over probably $39 on your first purchase through OfficeDepot.com uh, or even Office Depot stores. So I definitely uh, definitely recommend if you're looking for coffee supplies, break room supplies, cleaning, or office supplies to look up uh, Community Retail Partnership. You know, I was just running out of coffee. Um... And I think, yeah, it lasted uh, half a year as, as much as I anticipated. And we were at Sam's Club, and I was like, oh, I could get this. And then I was like, I'm going to go check CRP at, uh, at their, their website, uh, their exclusive Office Depot website. And, um, dude, there, there's much better selection. There are better prices. I'll get my K-Cups there. And I, I just, I don't know about you. No, you don't drink coffee. But at the same time. I drink time, K-Cups. <laughs> what? I drink K-Cups. What are K-Cups? What, what? You don't. You don't drink coffee. No, we get hot chocolate, lemonade, and juice. Right. Right, 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 right. From but CRP? Yeah, through the, through, uh, the, we get K-Cups through CRP. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's like crazy. We saw the same ones in Target this weekend for much more expensive price. <clears throat> yeah, so we I'm going to do another order and now like they have the Kahlua coffee, which Miss Jack that's Miss Jacqueline's favorite, but then they have the dark magic coffee, which is more the French or Italian roast and uh, I think I'm going to stock up on that. I was on a donut shop kick for a while, but I think I I like the darker, richer flavors, more complex. 
do the donut shop ones taste like donuts? They have no. They have like a little like hint of glaze type mm. of thing. You know, I love donuts, and Jennifer could eat donuts for every meal, but we don't like coffee. <laughs> they don't know. No, if you were to drink it, you wouldn't be like, mm, "This tastes like a donut." But it's more like if you add just the the right amount of sugar, and you're gonna make fun of me for this. But if you add the, the right amount of sugar and a little bit of cream, then you get the whole like aroma of the donut shop, and it tastes like it, but not like like tons of sugar it's just like an accent like you know how you salt food to get and like the the flavor to accentuate the actual flavor of the food uh-huh yeah it's the same principle okay okay so even if you don't like coffee you can get other stuff through crp savings oh yeah i mean you, paper binders any of your office supplies need any break room supplies any cleaning supplies they're fantastic and last, our last sponsor is MichaelWebSolutions.com. Uh, that is Darren's business that that uh, he does for a living, and um, he's set up our website. He's a great IT tech guy. He does SEO support. Um, you can kind of check out a couple of the different websites he's worked with. Um, he's he's done some stuff for a large uh, car dealership here in the area, a uh, one of the largest malls in the area. Um, you can look them up at michaelwebsolutions.com. And is that one B or two on the web? Awesome. It's, I think it's one B. One B. I just looked it up. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Michael Web Solutions. Michael's the name, not Michael Webb is the name, like the director. Right. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to put our listeners to, to the right place. I think you're the only one that doesn't understand. <laughs> okay. It's a web solutions website, so there would be only one B. Correct. Good. Good. That's how you Ooh, you know what? I um this I, I'm having the hardest time Oh, this is so sad. I'm having <laughs> the hardest time remembering some people's names that Jackie keeps telling me. I keep getting them all mixed up because they look like they should have each other's names. <laughs> and so like I had to, one of them is named Tracy. So if any of you listeners out there are named Tracy or know of a Tracy, it's not you. It's not the person, you know, so don't go repeat this to anybody. But I, the way I now remember it is because she kind of has a little tummy, and so like you can trace, <laughs> you can trace the outline. So anyway, you got to do these mnemonic codes in there to help remember things. So just like website has one B, Michael Web Solutions only has one B. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I I just think you used a very poor example. <laughs> For your mnemonic memory. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Why would he say that? She has a little tummy, so... That's true. <laughs> so she's Tracy. <laughs> she's got a big fanny, so she's a fatty. <laughs> not... That's awful. That's not what I said at all. You didn't have to. <laughs> I never see this person, so it's very difficult for me to remember their name you never see me it's not difficult i'm reading your name it's on skype right here okay Whew, thank goodness just say hey 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 girl hey man 
Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, chick. You mean to this? Oh, well, I do say chick more than girl with a U. How you doing? No, I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? All right. I think I saw you on a wanted poster. <laughs> a wanted poster with you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, we are... You know what? You may not have a lot of energy, but you're cracking me up, so I'm happy. I didn't know I didn't have a lot of energy. You I have, might. Uh, you have zero energy because you don't have any coffee. <laughs> I had my energy drink this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember those things. Those were interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like my energy drinks? It was okay. You know. Oh. Just you not just me- just not. It a- wasn't donut shop? No, it wasn't donut shop. It was some sort of lemon thing. It was electric lemon. Electric lemon. It wasn't like that brain juice we had on the way back. That was water. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is true. Brain juice. uh, I had my protein bar today. I've had rice and beans. I've got good brain food. I'm energized. Are you still, like, working out like a maniac? No, I've laid off. I reached what I wanted to reach. Are you maintaining? Yeah, I st- I'm still losing. <laughs> oh, wow. So so now I'm just working on trying to bulk. Like muscle? Yeah. Or yeah, just like, like I, walking around with a bunch of pillows stuffed underneath your shirt? No. Let's bulk. I work from home. Who would I even show? <laughs> hey, Mr. Teddy Bear, look at this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I don't understand why I don't lose weight. I just maintain. <laughs> I maintain the same weight all the time. Look, <clears throat> I know I sit at the desk all day, but I do a lot of walking in the hall. I basically only eat like one and a half meals. Mm, that's I mean, the problem. What, why? What's the problem? You only eat one and a half meals a day? Yeah, like a nice lunch and then, you know, like half half a dinner. I don't fill up at dinner. Yeah, yeah, like I eat every two hours. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I eat about 300 calories, and it keeps your metabolism going. You know, by you not eating, your metabolism just doesn't have anything to do. So, like, would granola bars be good every couple hours? Well, I mean, it depends on what your body type is, too. You've seen like, me. My body type is amazing. Well... <laughs> You were wearing baggy clothes, which was good. <laughs> wow. Wow. No. First of all, I was not. I was wearing extremely tight costume for the brown <laughs> outfit, which I'm still a little embarrassed about my pectoral muscle. <laughs> Where? You had a pectoral muscle? Well, not the muscle, but the niblet, if you will. <laughs> what? It, what? Was, it was extremely cold where we were. <laughs> What? You're going somewhere I was not even trying to take this conversation. <laughs> I just... Hey, is your college weight what you want to get back to or no? No, I mean, I'm back to... I wanted to be... When I got married, I was 155. Right and, on? Mm-hmm, yeah, and I'm 156 right now. What? So. You got to keep going, man. No, I'm, I'm content. I just... I started hitting the weight bench this week and trying to just bulk up a little bit more because the DNA test I took said I need to do to lose weight. I need to do high intensity exercise and eat more carbs than than protein. 
Oh, right. We were talking about this. And what I had been doing and not losing any weight was eating a ton of protein and staying away from carbs. So where did you get a DNA test and how did they know? Well, you swab the inside of your mouth. Well, we talked about this. On air? Yeah, we talked about this on air. Okay, my bad. Well, all right, we'll skip it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've lost interest then. (laughs) You're just going to stay fat. (laughs) First of all, I am not fat. Secondly, I would love to get to 155, but Miss Jacqueline tells me that's too skinny. Well, you're not fat, okay? Well, no, I know. I just told you. Well, I wasn't trying to imply that you were fat. Oh, yes, you were. You said you would stay fat. Andy has a tummy, so the way I remember his name is Like the Andy. Andy's Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's 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 talk about something else. Let's uh let's do a Jack movie. Says that's too skinny. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's do let's do this movie review. Oh, did you finally get around to seeing it, dude? I watched it. I watched it. Uh, I watched it a few days after it came out, like a week or two. No, I think I watched what? it three days after it came out. Did you? Well, wait. Okay, it was Memorial Day weekend. I think it was a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, didn't it come out that weekend? Whoa, you did. Good job. Mm-hmm. You're not usually one to do that. No, I am not. But I had an invite from a from a buddy of mine who kept pressing me. Mm. He was like, it's a three-day weekend. I was like, yeah, so? And he was like, and he kept texting me, so are we going? And then <laughs> Jackie was like, why don't you go? I was like, oh, I, went to, I never thought of it. Okay. Oh, you didn't go with uh, Jackie? No, I did not. Okay. Did you go see it with uh, Jennifer? Uh, the second time I did. <laughs> okay. What? You? I. Why would you see it twice? Why would you spend that money to go see it twice? Well, I had to. I saw it Friday morning because it's half price before noon. Okay. <laughs> so I so I waited and I went. That's practically free. Five dollars is good. No, that is good. When I was a kid, and then. Um, Saturday, it was playing at the drive-in with Spider-Man 2, and Jennifer hadn't seen either one. Oh, my goodness. Whew. And so, we're like, how can we not go? It's eight bucks a person, you bring your own food, you wear what you want. Don't and... you wear what you want at the theater? Well, yeah, but you're not, like, as in public. Like, uh... Jennifer just wore, like, her <clears throat> pajama pants and a tank top and put her glasses on. <laughs> we're just sitting in the car, you know? She can get away with that because she's cute. She, yeah, yeah. Because we, we ended, I ended up texting my buddy and his wife, and I was like, hey, we're at the drive-in, we're watching Spider-Man and X-Men, and they're like, sweet, we'll be over. And she's like, oh, no, <laughs> they're going to see me. And our, Jennifer's, our friend, her name is Nicole, she got out of the car, and she said, oh, my gosh, on her worst, Jennifer's worst day looks like me on my best day. <laughs> <laughs> Like I know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I got you. All right, and so our car died. So, oh, 
Have you been have you been to the drive through drive in before? We don't have one here. Um, I went in California a couple times. I actually saw Lady in the Water and Superman Returns. Okay, I we we've been to drive in only a million times. Okay, and you have to turn your key toward you, and for some reason I thought I'll just turn it away from me, and that drained the battery. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Why does turning it toward you save the battery? I don't I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. So your battery died. So yeah, so and it died during Spider-Man at the beginning. So we ended up uh sitting in Adam and Nicole's car in the back seat with our heads tilted to the side. Oh yeah. For 2 hours watching it. I think what we did is we brought Do they have like a FM transmitter? No, it's on your radio. Through an FM transmitter. Uh, I I guess. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, what we did is we brought a like a car uh, a car not a car radio uh, um, you know a boombox radio. A boombox. A boombox. And uh, we just did the batteries that way, so we didn't have to leave the car on. That would make sense. And we didn't die. We, from lack of air. Dude, we've been to the drive-in a billion times and we've never died before. <laughs> died too, yeah. <laughs> well, good. Okay, well, tell me what you thought of the movie. Well, I just got done talking for like 30 minutes. You no, 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 no. Usually I, I, I talk on all the time. I want you to talk. Well, I'm the X-Men fan, so I want to hear what you think through a non-X-Men fan perspective. And then I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Oh, okay, good. All right, let me just... I'll do half of it, okay? Because I took notes (laughs) during this movie as well. Yes, please could you tell everyone about this? So, (laughs) I took good notes. All right, so I will tell you my (laughs) overall impression, and then you will tell me your bit by bit. I don't think everybody understands. What did you do physically while the movie was on? I took notes on my phone. Okay, so you were writing down, you were typing down notes about a movie while you're watching it, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure everybody understands that's what you did. Why? Because that is a dorky thing to (laughs) (laughs) I don't appreciate that at all. I'm I'm... trying to prepare for this thing. (laughs) When you told me that on the phone, (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) That I just would never think to do that. <laughs> I can't remember every single thing. If you want this conversation to last like 20 minutes, I got to take notes. Dude, you have the memory of like an elephant. <laughs> and the thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Oh, I knew something was coming. I knew it. Oh, man, that was good. <laughs> You're going to make me have the hiccups. It's going to happen. I'll, I'll laugh too hard and then I'll get the hiccups. You get hiccups? Oh. <laughs> Hi, my name's Andy. I take uh, notes during the movie and I get hiccups if I uh, laugh too hard. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> You're lucky we're friends. I know, because I'm really kind of railing on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. My overall impression of the film is like, <laughs> is that the makers of this film came and visited me and said, Andy, we know that you hated 
first class. We know that you <laughs> you were not a fan of X3. We know that Wolverine Origins uh, and the Wolverine, uh, we know all that about you. But trust me, we'll fix it. And they did. It's like they made that movie specifically for me. <laughs> Why do you say that? Dude, they fixed like okay, <laughs> because there was one line that was fantastic when uh, when Magneto's like, "You don't think I know loss?" and he starts naming all the stupidest characters in first class. He's like, "Emma Frost, Azazel, Banshee, you know whoever." He's like, "They're all dead," <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, fantastic." <laughs> and then they were like, "You remember when we killed Scott?" Do you remember when we killed Gene? Ah, we didn't mean it. That wasn't <laughs> my movie. <laughs> that was great. Very true. Yeah. That was my that was my overall impression of the film. I was like, man, they made this specifically for me. They were like, hey, listen, we know first class was crap. We're sorry. I'll make it up to you. And they did. Yeah. What did you think? No, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I liked First Class. I know you weren't a big fan. Um, oh, no. And, but I didn't really care for Azazel. Uh, Banshee, I liked the comic book version. Didn't care for the this one. Didn't care for Emma. So Or Angel. You know, so for them to have been taken care of off screen, that's fine. You know, no biggie. But, um, yeah, nobody liked X3. And uh, <clears throat> I, I always... When I watched X3, I always enjoyed it because it was, to me, it was like an alternate reality <laughs> version of the X-Men. It's a what-if story? Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was like, what if um, Wolverine and Storm were the only main characters on the X-Men team and everyone died? What This is what the world would be like. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. You know? So it, that was really cool. And... Uh, I mean that was that was probably the best, you know, there at the end when we see Gene and Scott and and uh like, oh they're there you know, I got a little teary eyed, so it was good. <laughs> After I watched it, I was like, What in the world? What part did Jared cry at? <laughs> like <laughs> what did what? we watch the same movie? <laughs> I cried when Storm died. That I knew it was going to happen from the previews, but, you know, they just, the Sentinel just carelessly threw her over the side of the cliff. Yeah, like, but it wasn't oh. even, it wasn't even dramatic at all. You, 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 you felt a connection to that character? It was my, my storm. I wanted so much, it's like my baby. I wanted so much better for her and she just turned in awful. She just I, turned out awful. I felt like that wasn't even storm. Yeah. Like, with the weirdo hair and everything, and, like, zero weird. lines. They were like, listen, we need you to do this weird haircut and just stand there. Can you do that for me? Yeah, and she she did good. Well, and she was pregnant, too. So she she had said that she had a bigger role, but she had to cut it because she was pregnant. So, no. I don't know. I don't but think that at all. It was that combined with then, you know, the Sentinel rips Colossus in two pieces and, and kills Bobby. I'm like... Oh my gosh! <laughs> Magneto didn't do too much this film, did he? 
No, he like him and Storm, you know, made the big explosion and then he teleported inside. It's like, I ain't dealing with that crap. I'm here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm the master of magnetism. I'm not dealing with this. I mean, I wouldn't be able to rip apart, you know, robots. <laughs> the Sentinels were cool, though. I mean, it had definitely had like a Terminator feel to it. Yeah, they were like the Nimrod Sentinels. They they weren't like the the comic book Sentinels. Sure. Well, all but right. I, so what'd you I think? like that team too. Like, I would read a comic book with that future team as a cast. With was... Kitty, Colossus, Blink, Warpath, Sunspot, Storm, Wolverine. I thought that was a Iceman. I thought that was a pretty, like, that would be a good, a good team book to read about. It was weird to me. It came out of left field to have Sunspot. He was probably the most out there. Yeah. Because Warpath is even, you know, he's in the X Men. He's been a member, but Sunspot, you know, he's doing his thing with Avengers and has always been, you know, a sideline X character, nothing huge. I wonder why they didn't use Cannonball. He's more of an X character than Sunspot is to me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe his his powers. I mean, I think they were trying to go for <laughs> the fire and ice thing. Sure, sure. But, that makes but sense. I, yeah, I really like that team. I thought that would be a sweet, sweet book to read. I, I mean, I got to say, Blink's powers and how they used them fantastic mm-hmm. that was really like overall the future scenes to me were pretty hokey like not necessarily the acting but the look and feel of it it seemed like it was uh filmed in a hallway the whole thing <laughs> they're like okay well look we're just gonna blue screen this whole hallway so i need you guys to just run around and run into each other uh it's very linear we don't have that much of a budget um really? so what i said really yeah the whole all the future stuff the okay. the past stuff actually seemed bigger and more expansive so um that was pretty cool but the future stuff seemed seemed hokey blink was awesome warpath was a letdown to me because after reading them in uh kyle and yost's uh x force man that guy like he's huge which he was smaller in this movie than I thought he was going to be. For some reason, I, I picture him like, you know, like strong guy, like Guido, you know? Oh. <laughs> and just like a guy with giant knives that big who can, you know, power his way through anything. But when you're fighting unstoppable Sentinels, then, you know, his power set, he's just there to die, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought uh, Patrick Stewart did great. Um Ellen Page was kind of weird. Um, what is with her power set? Like, yeah. They, they never explained, like, well, you know, I just transport people through time and walls. Just forgot to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of strange. I know it was, a, you know, more of a mechanism for the for the plot, but did, that, did they ever explain, like, how that was different? No, no. I mean, I think it would have been easy to just introduce... You know, they introduced Sunspot and Warpath and Blink with no explanation. They're just there. So they could have easily done the same for Rachel and just said, this is a, this is Rachel. They don't have to say Rachel Summers or anything like that and she have her be a character, you know? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. I mean, we right? Should... I don't think it would have been anything out of the ordinary. Um, there was, I was surprised, um how this PG-13 movie was a lot more, like, 
graphic and grown up than um like spider-man wasn't spider-man pg-13 mm-hmm. yeah and this one was like way more it had a lot of like death and bones and skulls and everything yeah a lot of death <laughs> i mean like everyone in the future dies <laughs> yeah but i mean like it they're when they're walking and stuff it's all and they're treading over all the all the bones and the cameras panning it was just like wow i like i know they were trying to make an impression but the PG-13 is is definitely a, a very broad category. Yeah, I think it's probably mostly for for violence, and so that's why Spider-Man had to be PG-13. Probably. But why exactly do we have to see Wolverine's Bahakis? Uh, I don't know what a Bahakis is. His but... tuchus, his tush, his rear, uh-huh. his rump, his booty. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why there couldn't have been a table there or something. That was so weird to me. Like, ah, I need you to get up and uh, show off these cheeks here. It really, I didn't even realize it was him. I was like, wait, is that me? Wait, oh, no, that's Wolverine. Is that yeah. another cameo? Where was I? <laughs> yep, there I am. Oh, Jennifer's running in the background, you know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wildly inappropriate. I had actually forgot about that scene, so thanks for um, <clears throat> bringing that back up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so I, I thought it was weird how he woke up and he just wantonly killed those guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think probably because so much stuff had happened in the future where, like, that's just what you did. Yeah, that's you probably know? true. Yeah. But that kind of leads me to the, the whole question of what in the world happened between Wolverine 2 and X-Men Days of Future Past to make the world so awful. Well, okay, all right. See, if you want to talk about timelines, that doesn't that doesn't make sense because um, Patrick Stewart and Magneto come back. It never really says how Patrick Stewart, I'm sorry, Professor X, comes back from being totally just blown apart or dissolved, right? Well, they, they do tell you that, but not in the movie. Well, where do they tell you? There was like some sort of magazine article or something that was giving information on the movie. Okay. And, and it said that Professor X in X-Men 3 put his mind into the body of his identical twin brother. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Who apparently is also paralyzed. Wow. No. Is that true? It's true. It stinks, but that's what they said. <clears throat> that's pretty convoluted. Okay, no, that's terrible, Brian Singer. Okay, so <laughs> at the end of Wolverine, things get bad, but then he still doesn't have the adamantium because he just only has his bone claws at the end of the Wolverine, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Magneto and Professor X tell him, hey, we need your help, and then all of a sudden the world goes to pot, he gets his adamantium back, and then they're going back in time? But how did the world get go so awful so well, quickly? That, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm pointing out that it's it's not the right timing. Like, the end of the Wolverine, they said, oh, we'll put this in there, but it, they probably didn't really plan ahead on, you know, it. I bet, I bet it doesn't connect. There's no possible way it connects. Well, they said it was supposed to be, um, like, ten years after the Wolverine. Okay. But ten years? But that still doesn't make sense to me because why are Professor X and Magneto going to Wolverine at the end of Wolverine 2 
And then, obviously, you know, whatever they went to Wolverine about didn't help. <laughs> you know, Like, we need you to help. Ah, it didn't work. Oh, crap. Here's some adamantium <laughs> I'll put on your bones, though. Yeah, no. Because I can, I can give them that out in saying, yeah, we can just assume Magneto did it. Okay, I'm fine with that. But the other stuff is like... I think Brian Singer is just like, you know what? I'm fixing X-Men 3. I'm one person. I can do so much. I just work with me here. I can't fix all of them. Yeah. I think that's kind of what he was saying. Probably. I, I Okay, another question. Do we really have to... I mean, I like the fact that they said, hey, I remember you. When we came to you for help, you said no. But did they really have to use the F word? I know. I know. It was like, well, I, what's the deal with that? Why? Yeah, we can get it. Like, there was a two-second cameo he had in first class, but thank you for bringing that back to our attention. Right. It was so weird. Okay, and then uh, I had some other... Can I go to my notes now? Yeah, if you need to get to your notes and uh, look at what you <laughs> took that, that week's... Do you need a drink? Um, I've got water here with me. Okay. Did, uh, did we see JFK get killed? Anywhere in any movie? Ever? Uh, in like the in X Men movie. The X Men franchise. I oh, wasn't alive yeah. when he got killed. No. Yeah, but if you're like, well, he was killed in a few movies that have made they made about him, but. Okay, well, we're talking about the X Men franchise specifically. <laughs> no, no. So we okay, so that wasn't because I thought I remembered something about that. Was there a teaser or something early on before this movie that had that? Yeah, they they released a bunch of different photos of the X-Men throughout different pieces of time Oh. as promotion. Gotcha. Okay, and that was one of them? Off the top of my head, I don't know. Okay, all right. Where where are you going with this? Well, I I just thought I remembered something about JFK and the shooting, and I was like, did I miss that? Was that in... Uh, Wolverine Origins was that in you know what what was that in and I didn't know if it was a, a teaser or something like that that's all okay okay I, um, I thought that they did good use of the serum like the serum from the first uh, first class where it was like hey you don't have to be a mutant anymore you don't have to look like a mutant anymore and it's like great well now this is out there why don't they just shoot everybody with the serum and you know be done with it um, but I thought it was good because they incorporated that aspect from first class. But then they said, you know, it wears off and it doesn't necessarily, it's not as potent, but it also, it helps him heal his walking, but it takes away. And it, you know, it kind of made it a point of, you know, what do you want to be controlled by uh, instead of a point of like first class, you need to be who you are. You know, it was more like choosing, choosing what you're going to do instead of, I can't help that I'm a mutant. So, and and so are we just like assuming that it burns out after a while? Um, I think they said that the way that Hank made it, it wears off because he couldn't get it to to stay longer. <clears throat> Am I wrong there? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, you saw it twice, man. Should have taken notes. Yeah, I guess so. The second time. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think it was an it did an excellent job tying it all together. Uh, I thought that the train scene was so fake. Like, 
everything was pretty good, but the train scene with Fassbender where he's grabbing the metal pieces and they're flying and they're pretty much, I mean, they should be just singing and dancing right there next to me. Like, <laughs> oh, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. You know, like, it's just looked terrible. That's <laughs> that, that looked like it was shot down the hallway, too. It was like, oh, I know. I mean, like, it was a cool idea. Okay, I'm going to infuse these Sentinels with metal so that I can, uh, you know, control them. But it was like these giant pieces of licorice, like, flying through the air and wrapping around. It was just dumb. You know, like, it didn't look good. No? Do you remember? Uh, it didn't really phase me. Did you see this in 3D? Was it uh, was it out in 3D? Oh uh, no, I just saw it in 2D. Okay. Guess, my th- thing with the the, the past Sentinels is it would have been nice to see them even once do what they're supposed to do, but they were they were introduced and as soon as they were introduced, Magneto already had control of them. So yeah. We never really got to see the Sentinels in what they were. I don't know. I wanted to love the Sentinels. I really wanted to be like finally. You know, the the Sentinel head from X-Men 3 is going to show up and it's going to be cool. The Sentinels are there. And then to me, they were just kind of... They look like Sentinels in form, but that was it. What Sentinel head in X-Men 3? When was that? In the Danger Room scene at the beginning, Wolverine cuts off. You see it in the smoke, and then a, a head of a sentinel comes rolling out. Oh, okay. No, I'm going to have to watch that movie. I've only seen that movie once. Oh, really? You don't own it? No. Okay. No. Um, I thought Trask, uh, the actor who did Trask, was really good. I was oh, yeah. impressed. Peter Dinklage did great. Um, I thought uh, Fassbender did uh, amazing as well. Yeah. And actually, you know what? I was... With the whole Quicksilver thing, I thought it was completely ridiculous, and I thought his costume was ridiculous, and how they were going to use him was ridiculous. But I have to say that they used him in just the right amount of space so that it wasn't ridiculous. And they, the the way they used his power and the way they showed his power and displayed it like for the public to understand, like you could see it when he was playing ping pong and when he was checking IDs and stuff at his house, but then to see him actually how he perceives it and how that works, I, I thought they did a really, really good job. Yeah. He pretty much stole the movie. I'd have to say. I was impressed. I, I, my hopes were not high. And, uh, <laughs> I thought that scene where he, where he rescues Magneto and the, and him using his hands to break the glass, that was definitely unique way to use his power um him in that room like when they're shooting obviously there's some problems with the physics in there but (laughs) aside from that it was really neat he did a good job uh it was very entertaining and uh you know witty that was cool yeah no i agree I, i think i think everyone had super low expectations of him just based on the pictures that came out. Sure. And there was a lot of people, right, rightly so, that were upset that as soon as Joss Whedon said, hey, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are going to be in my movie, a week later, Brian Singer's like, um, and ours too. You know, it. so people were not excited, and I was not excited, but 
he was probably the highlight of the movie for me. I thought that uh, when he using him to break him to break Magneto out of the Pentagon was was great. It was it was a good idea. It was a good idea, Brian. <laughs> good show, chap. I thought that um, Toad showing up like the cameo of the of the other guys. Um, I know. Okay, you had was that Havoc in there? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Havoc, Toad, Ink. Correct. Yep. Who turned out not to be a mutant in the comic books at all? Um, it was the tattoo artist, I believe, who was actually the mutant who imbued those powers. And then, who was the other dude who made everybody dead or sick or whatever? I have no clue. Yeah, I didn't know who that was either. Um, I was happy that their part in it was just basically one scene and cameos. I was. Because I thought they were going to be there and they were going to form the Brotherhood and everything. So I was happy that it, it wasn't that at all. Yeah, I was kind of conflicted with that because that scene didn't show, like, it didn't move the story along. You know what I mean? Yes. It, it could have, we could have watched that movie and that scene not been there and it wouldn't have, have changed a thing. But on the other hand, I'm like, I did enjoy the Toad cameo and seeing that Havoc is still alive and around for that part, that was cool. Um, I thought it I thought it introduced um Stryker, you know, and kinda said, okay, well people have people want these things for these mutants for not, not a good use. But I think all it really did with Stryker was just show that he was coming to get them and he was upset when he got away and his introduction could have easily taken place uh when they were were with uh, Mystique up in the the meeting room, that's but true. That's true. It's it's not a biggie. It's just when when I know that they cut Rogue scene out and they cut some of Storm's time down, but this whole you know dovetail of a plot gets kept. It was kind of a bummer. Did Rogue was it the same actress? Yeah, Anna Paquin. Yeah, there was this whole sequence where. For some reason, like, Kitty wasn't going to be able to keep Wolverine as long as possible, so they were going to need Rogue's powers to, like, absorb one of their powers, I don't know, to be able to help continue that time travel process. Sure. Um, But Rogue was not with the X-Men in the future. She was somewhere else in, like, some kind of jail or prison, and Magneto and Professor were going to take the Blackbird and have to break into the installation and save Rogue and then bring her back. And it was all filmed. Oh, really? Yeah, it was all filmed. And there's even a couple of snippets in some of the trailers where you see Rogue. She's in an all-white outfit, and there's, like, destruction and stuff going on. Huh. Uh, but it got cut. Well, I wonder if we'll see it in, like, a director's cut or an extended edition or something like that. I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. It seems like it'd be almost, you know, a 15, 20-minute part of the movie. Yeah, I would think so, too, but... You know, if it was because uh, Kitty was, she had gotten hurt with the claws, then it seems unreasonable. Oh, we're going to take, you know, what could be like seven hours to go rescue somebody while you sit here and die and hope that you make it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they they just said that it was just a point that it it was kind of like the whole Havoc Toad thing. It didn't really add anything to it. The story could still progress without it. Right. Um, I thought the music was great. <laughs> I didn't really notice 
the music, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, all right. My favorite scene. Well, no. What did you like about the music? No, no, no. That's fine. No, that's fine. That's just in my notes. I thought it was good music. I was probably comparing it to uh, Spider-Man music, what I thought was very strange, you know? Oh, yeah. You were pretty upset about the electro music at the end. Yes. Yes, I was. Took me out of the story. Um, (laughs) I thought that... I thought it was awesome that things were not going according to plan. And just because things were changing in the past didn't necessarily make them change yet in the future. I thought that was cool because, you know, just because Magneto and Professor X were working together in the future, doesn't mean that they couldn't diverge. uh, Their paths couldn't diverge earlier. And so all of a sudden Magneto says this isn't the best thing for mutant kind at all and then he's he goes and he picks up that stadium that was so cool (laughs) that was so cool and he drops it right in front of the white house that was awesome that was so awesome by that time when there was probably 20 minutes left in the movie i was like i can't believe it i cannot believe that i am all in on this i think that this is a cool movie (laughs) So would you say this is probably your favorite of the X-Men films? I don't know. I'd have to watch X2 and uh, X3 again. Um, but, I mean, it's it's probably number number two, second, you know? I just well, think, it, I think it was... I, the, the, the scenes in the past were so well done. Look, Beast looked ridiculous. I don't know why they kept him and not somebody else. Um, but I was just so happy that Gene and Scott were back and like, I don't know how they're going to move forward though. I don't know what team they're going to use. I mean, it has to be the young team. Don't you think? Yeah, that's what, that's where, uh, X-Men Apocalypse is going to take place. So it's going to be, it's going to be, do you think Magneto is going to be in it as well? Um, they're probably, it's going to be, they, they did confirm it'll be Scott, Gene and Aurora. It'll be the young x-men team um quicksilver is supposed to come back channing tatum is supposed to come back as gambit uh charles will be there probably magneto and mystique and then apocalypse i was wondering like why every movie do you think we're gonna have to put like shoehorn magneto in there like do we just put him on the x-men team well that was that was kind of one of the flaws i saw with with the whole the whole X-Men franchise as a whole, in that of all these movies, Magneto has been the villain in one. He was the villain in the first one. In the second one, he allies with them. In the third one, he's bad. I guess he is bad in the third one. Never mind, I'm sorry. He is bad again in the third one. But then he's an ally at the end of, of Wolverine 2. He's an ally. He's, he's a pseudo-villain, but not the main villain in First Class. He's an ally. He's an ally in this one. I want to see bad Magneto or, you know what, just Magneto go somewhere else for a little while. Yeah, like why every time the X-Men, they just they just fight Magneto? The whole purpose of the X-Men is just to fight Magneto. So I'm very interested to see, now that they actually have a, com- a, a bad guy, are they going to team up again, like Apocalypse, or are they going to... Now, Apocalypse, he goes and he tries to destroy all the humans, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this survival of the fittest. Okay. 
So what does that mean? Does he actively try to destroy anybody or he just watches? Well, he's kind of like the third option to to the the dogma of Xavier or Eric. You know, he's like that third one. Well, you don't have to just be, you know, on Magneto's side or Charles's side. There's also Apocalypse's side. That only the strong will survive. And so either you're strong, you're with us, or you're not you're not with us. What did you think about the after credit scene? I mean, I, I assumed it was coming because <laughs> yes. they had already announced X-Men Apocalypse. So I was, uh, you know, 99% sure that's what it was going to be. They said it's not going to be a teen apocalypse, that that kid is only going to be Apocalypse for that end scene. That makes so sense. That, that made me very happy. Yeah. I like the four horsemen in the background. That was kind of a cool That nod. was cool. That was cool. Uh, I <laughs> in, in the theater, the girl who's sitting next to me who was alcohol drenched at the time <laughs> um so what, how did you remember her name <laughs> what i don't know her oh i i don't know her she just sat down and was like is the seat taken <laughs> <laughs> anyway <clears throat> um she's like you guys are staying for the after credit scene right every marvel movie has one you know that right i'm like oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll stay and um so then her and her beau, who she was with, all of a sudden they get up after it and they're like, well, great. That didn't show us anything. I got to go and look up who that is. And I was like, okay, I get <laughs> like, maybe I'm way too much of a nerd, but I was like, ah, it's pretty obvious like <laughs> who that is. They're saying his name and Sabaneur, like, they're chanting it. I was, and then I thought to myself, how, how much of a jerk am I? Like, <laughs> there's a good chance the population of America doesn't know who that is. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I always feel bad when people get up and leave. Like, have you never heard? Like, have you never seen a Marvel movie ever in your <laughs> life? Do you not know? Well, I I think that um, I just thought it was funny as I was leaving the the movie theater. I heard somebody say. Oh, you know who that is? That's uh, that's Darkseid. Darkseid? Yeah. Who's Darkseid? <laughs> From DC. Oh. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. Some, because he's from the planet Apocalypse, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I was pretty, I was pretty, uh, I was laughing about that to myself. <laughs> chuckle, chuckle. But I mean, I feel, I feel bad when they leave. And you're like, why are you not staying for this scene? Whether you know who it is or not. You want to stand up and shout and be like, don't leave. You can have that babysitter a little bit longer. I want to say the same thing too, but then I'm like you. I don't want to feel like that big loser. (laughs) Don't you know? Haven't you heard? I have the good news right here. (laughs) So what was your favorite scene? Uh, The Quicksilver scene. That was good. I thought that was just, I think Quicksilver stole the show and Blink was a close second for me. She was, I mean, the way they, I mean, not her, but the way they used her powers. I mean, she, the actress wasn't anything special. Yeah, but you're right. Exactly. How you got to see her powers brought to life. Oh, uh, it was so cool when they so did good. like the triple portal with Colossus flying through. Oh yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Like, I was like, way to be creative. Good job. Good job, you know? Good job. 
Like, wow, I appreciate your effort. <laughs> no, I totally went in there totally critical, thinking that it was going to be terrible. Yeah, me too. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, because, I mean, that's why I didn't go that night. Like Three if times? It's a, if it's a re- what? That's why you didn't go three times? Well, three times, yeah, but it wasn't a real Marvel movie. You know, it was a Fox Marvel movie, but a real Marvel movie, like, I got to be there at the the 8 o'clock showing the night before and maybe going for the matinee the next day, you know? (laughs) But this one was like, well, low expectations. I'll see it the next day it comes out. It was was good. I'm looking forward to it. I I, I think uh, if they pick a good apocalypse, I think that the next one could be really good. And I'm I'm happy that it's going to be Storm and Psych and... I mean, I'm sure Wolverine's going to still be in it, so. Which, again, will throw a, a, a wrench into the continuity of it. Yes, it will, because the one thing that I, stuck out to me, I, I felt so stupid, because I was like, how come he doesn't have his adamantium? Like, why in the world would his adamantium claws being taken away at the end of the Wolverine make it so that he doesn't have them now. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I thought he was in a younger body. But then I realized more than halfway through, oh, he's in a younger body. The whole thing hasn't happened yet. I'm, I'm glad you didn't say anything out loud. Yeah, well, I, I felt I felt pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you wanna, are you done with that? Anything else? No, no, it was it was good. I think it it far exceeded both of our expectations, and it makes me excited for X Men Apocalypse. I am as well. All right, we're gonna move on to our next top five. Top five. Okay, my good sir, this is the top five story arcs that should be made into movies. So these can be events, crossovers, story arcs, anything you want. Okay. So uh, mine, why don't you go first? Well, I have ten. Oh my. I so, like, uh... You know, you always rag on me for not following the rules. Well, I could probably take away some of them. No, no, no. Go ahead. Do your, do your, do your. Can you say your? Can you do? Uh, can you kind of categorize them and say, well, if you couldn't do these five or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Tell tell me your five runners up, and then I'll tell you my five, and then you can do your real five. How about that? Okay. Are you looking? Are you doing some sort of calcul- calculation yeah, right now? Yeah, putting them in order real quick. I'm very good at calculations. Okay. Koko um, de Hikima. Okay. Uh, my five, I guess, runner-ups uh, would be Secret Invasion. I think that would be freaking sweet to see. But yeah. it have to be far along enough that the universe is established a little bit more. Gotcha. Um, Craven's Last Hunt, I think, would be really cool. Oh, that would be awesome. It's just a great storyline. There doesn't need to be very much changed to adapt it. It could be a pretty much straight adaption. Um, everyone wants Civil War, so I gotta 
say Civil War. And um, Executioner's Song would be a crazy, long, great, awesome movie. <laughs> and my favorite... Maybe my favorite uh, storyline probably of all time is Extinction Agenda. Uh, you know what? I had that as my backup. Oh, perfect. Good man. Yeah. I uh, I was pretty proud of myself on that one. <laughs> so I, think, I went with my five runner-ups. What do you have? Well, I what, think, what do you think? I'm sorry. My, Say my, something. Are you done? Whoa. <laughs> I got all my energy now. <laughs> okay. I think that there's a... If you could do an Extinction Agenda slash Fatal Attraction storyline or movie, that would be awesome. That would be sweet. So if you could do that. That that was my backup. Okay. Whoa, what's going on? What are you throwing around? What kind of doors (laughs) are you shutting? I dropped something. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. Now, my five, they have to be in this order. Okay? All right. So first first of all, what I'm going to do... In my Marvel Cinematic Andy universe, I'm going to... Is it Andy universe? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's like where oceans don't exist. Yes, no sharks. Planes Shark have girl not been from invented. Wolverine the X-Men? Nothing. No. Planes not. have not been invented. Right. Okay. I'm going to tear down the whole universe in, in the first movie. Then I'm <laughs> going to reinstate the Avengers... And then I'm going to reinstate the X-Men. And then I'm going to have conflict. And then I'm going to reunite everybody in my five movies. Okay? I plan this. Okay. <laughs> this is epic. Okay. Uh, let's see one thing here. Okay. All right. Here we go. Movie one. We're going to do an Avengers Disassembled slash House of M. So we're going to mash them together. We're not going to go into a whole, like, pretty much Wanda goes nuts. Avengers disassembled the whole movie. And then at the end of it, she does No More Mutants. Mm. Okay, so first of all, you know, the first half of the movie would be the Avengers fighting some villain. And then you start to notice, and it will kind of be like a mystery movie. Like, there's some things that are amiss, what's going on. And then at the end, they have to fight Wanda. And then uh, she does the No More Mutants and goes crazy. Gotcha. Okay. Then, because of that, your next movie should be Dark Rain slash Siege. And so you have Norman Osborn in control. The heroes are kind of underground because of the the collateral damage caused by Disavengers and, and the House of M. And then you can you don't have to do Siege on Asgard. You can do it on something else, you know, uh, to to make it fit in. But this, at the end, they take out Norman Osborn and they find out this guy is a lunatic, which I think would be such an awesome scene. You know when they rip off his uh, Iron Patriot mask and he's got the Green Goblin face painted on him? Yeah. That would be such a sweet scene in the movie. Okay, so movie three, now you you deal... Are you laughing? Um, No. Okay. Movie three, you are now dealing with the X-Men. We just dealt with the Avengers after everything got messed up. Now we're going to deal with the mutants, okay? You do the Messiah complex. Mm. This is where you bring in Hope and everybody's trying to get her. And then, um, you know, you finally establish this kind of light to get the the mutants out of, uh, you know, Wanda's grasp or whatever. Okay. Movie four, 
you bring those two groups, the Avengers, who now are established from Dark Reign, and the mutants from Messiah Complex, into conflict with each other with AVX. And so you got Wanda on one end, and you got Hope on the other, and then, you know, Wolverine and Cap and Psych all, and then that's where you kill Professor X. And then, Is that because AVX was so good that you want it adapted? I think, well, no, I think it fits this model of first you start bad and then you go into two separate, like, storylines. You take the Avengers, then you take the X-Men and you, you know, rebuild those up. And then they come into conflict, conflict with each other in AVX. So it seems like a natural progression to me. Okay, okay. And then at the very end, to resolve everything, that's where you have Secret Invasion. So the X-Men and the Avengers have to rely on each other and unite against a, an outside force. Hmm. That would be very cool to see. Yeah. No, I think that these, you know, some of these are a little out of order with how they went with the comic books. But I really thought about how to kind of merge them in and, and work them from one movie to the next. I think it would be awesome. Now... Obviously, Fox has the rights to the X-Men and mutants, so that's that's not going to work. But that's how I would do it. Yeah, you put a lot of thought into yours, man. That's awesome. I really, I really thought to I like, I thought now what? I did. I looked them up and I looked up all the major story arcs and everything, and I thought now what would really make sense if you were going to progress the story? How would I do it? So, anyway, that's what I came up with, and now I'm disenfranchised with everybody else's stuff, so. <laughs> yeah i just went for straight straight up adaptation so no that's good i want i thought to myself like oh well i need a you know i need a, a spider-man storyline i need an avenger storyline i need but then i was like well what if they could build off of each other so i just went in that direction no it's perfect you think outside the box my good man i tried to my friend um so i went with like straight up adaptations and i think uh but I guess kind of based on what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, some of these could, well, just one of them could probably be done. So, but this one, I, I came up with Maximum Security. Do you remember Maximum Security? That's where they turn planet Earth into the jail? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that would be good since they're introducing Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and yeah. that, that would be a good way to to have that. And you could have Silver Surfer and some space elements and kind of naturally bring the Guardians into the universe with the Avengers and stuff. That'd be cool. Right on. Uh, but the next ones, you know, would probably never, ever happen. Uh, but I think Acts of Vengeance would be pretty sweet to see the different villains, you know, Magneto against the Avengers and Loki against the X-Men and Green Goblin against the Hulk or, or whatever, stuff like that. So kind um, of a, a, mis, a mitch, mismatch of all the villains to their heroes? Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that when they did that in the comics with Acts of Vengeance. Some of the team-ups were a little silly, but um, for the most part, it was a creative idea. And they could even do that again in the comics. But, um, you already took one, Fatal Attractions, when you had said combining that one. I think that would be really sweet to have an arc focused around Magneto you know, coming to Earth and... Uh, magic dying, Colossus turning, and Wolverine's metal getting taken out. So you um, would you would do all all that stuff involved? Yeah, I just I I would just was thinking straight up adaptations. Gotcha, right on. So, uh, uh, and you know it would end with 
Professor X shutting down Magneto's mind. And it would just be visual. It would be cool to see these these classic stories on the TV, on the movie screen. You know, that'd be so awesome. Um, number two was Onslaught, one of my uh, second or third favorite crossover storylines ever. And that's cool. It it would bring about the Marvel Cinematic characters and and everybody because everybody was involved with Onslaught. I thought about Onslaught. Would you, if you translated it to a movie? I know you're just talking about straight adaptation here, but would you bring in like the FF and Franklin and everything? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think they'd they'd need to end it a better way though. Not have the heroes disappear into another universe or. Um, I guess that could be something like when our kids are kids, when Marvel gets the X-Men franchise back, and after those actors are starting to age out and get too old, that would be a good way that they, you know, they all go to this other universe and they're reborn as younger actors. That would work. They could, yeah. I mean, it's harder to do with, a, 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 with comic books because I think they're... You know, they have a longer history, but you could probably get away with it in the cinematic. Yeah, I mean, it just it would be a good out for these people aging out, you know? Yeah. What Are you throwing computers around? I'm sorry. You heard all that racket of me throwing a piece of fingernail over to the trash can? <laughs> That's pretty gross. I, what? Why? And my first pick... Do you not have fingernails? I don't. I've had them all surgically removed. Oh, okay. Good. Along with my teeth. Oh, gross. All right. Uh, first pick would be Age of Apocalypse. Ooh. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to do it like the, the comic book. I think, I mean, this would have to be like a 10-part movie. <laughs> do you think that Apocalypse is going to happen before... Um, they do like a like a X Force. Well, they said that Rob Liefeld talked about that, and they said that X Force was moving along, and then they announced Apocalypse, so X Force got bumped back. Oh, see, I thought that they would introduce Apocalypse a little bit more as a character in X in X Force. I mean, I'm thinking maybe Apocalypse will lead into X Force in that you know maybe we'll see a Cable appearance or. Or uh, Warpath show up, something like that. That'd be cool. I, I really, I really thought that Days of Future Past was gonna be was gonna lead into X Force, and the future team was basically gonna be X Force. Yeah, that's. I, I thought Sunspot, Blink, Warpath, and maybe Ice, maybe Colossus and Iceman. I thought that might be Fox's X Force. Uh, how would you see X Force go down? I guess. We mean go down. Well, like now that you, I'm, tr- I'm trying to talk in the hip hip terms, man. Now that you know <laughs> and you've seen uh, Days of Future Past, how would you? How do you think it's gonna roll in all together? Like, how would you see it done? I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know if they're gonna keep it, put it in the future, or if you know if X Men Apocalypse takes place in the '80s, are they gonna have X Force be in the '80s or? Maybe X Force is in the nineties. The nineties with all the pockets and guns. Yeah, yeah. I love my pockets. And then you know, is Deadpool still going to happen? And 
I don't know. I think I think Fox is re-examining the X-Men franchise because of how much money Days of Future Past has pulled in in just a couple weeks. Yeah, what I think I read today it, it beat uh, it, it top six hundred million. Yeah, it's made more than any of the other movies so far. Well, good for them. Yeah, it was kind of a double-edged sword because on one hand I wanted it to fail so so Marvel could get the rights. Eventually, yeah, you know maybe Fox would make another Wolverine or whatever, but finally just say yeah, this isn't going to work for us anymore. Well, but, let's uh, let's talk about that next. Um, with uh, some news you want to do some uh state of the union the state of our union i'll take your silence as a yes i thought that's where you were playing the bumper i did i will i did all right man what do we got we have Show me some news stories. What? Show me some news stories. What are you talking about? Let's do some uh, news stories. State of the Union, right? Yeah, State of the Union is, yeah. <laughs> let's, we're talking, we're, we, if you recall before the bumper, we were talking about <laughs> how there's a possibility, wouldn't it be great if Fox lost the rights to X-Men so they could go back to Marvel? And so... Uh, can we talk about a little bit of a segue into the um, Bleeding Cool article? Yeah, yeah, go for it. You go for it. No, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bleeding Cool reported that um, that Marvel has put a cease and desist on their Fantastic Four titles and characters, um, and that X-Men still makes a lot of money for them, but uh, because Fox has the movie rights to Fantastic Four and X-Men, they want to scale back on promoting them in the comics. Um, and so Fantastic Four will not have a title. Uh, the X-Men will still have titles because they make a ton of money. But Fantastic Four is just a so-so title. And um, those characters will appear in other titles, but not their own. That was accompanied with the last uh, solicitations in which um, Marvel is having a 75th anniversary celebration. And all of its main characters were on the cover, except for any member of the X-Men or any member of the Fantastic Four. Wow. I did not know that. They had zero X-Men on the cover of the 75th anniversary? Yeah, not even Wolverine was on it. What? Yeah. That's yeah, they've crazy. Got, you know, they've got Iron Fist is on the front, and Nova, and Star-Lord... And no, no storm, Wolverine, no thing. Nothing. See that that can't be a coincidence. That can't be. I don't think it is. I either. mean, that can't be just an accident that uh, no X Men. I mean, no Professor X or Cyclops. I, I mean, just Wolverine. You know, I would say he's the number two character that that Marvel has, and he's not on the 75th celebration. Wow, it's just crazy. But Spider Man is. Because Marvel has a great relationship with Sony, and they share in a lot of the profits. So do you think, I mean, that's maybe that's why they said that, you know, it's not out of the question that Spider-Man might show up in an Avengers movie, right? Yeah, they have a great working relationship. They even tried to get Wolverine to um, make a cameo in Amazing Spider-Man 1, 
with Hugh Jackman walking in the background, but they couldn't get his uh, his X Men costume shipped to them fast enough. Oh my! Is that the reason why? That's what they said. So Hugh Jackman was all about it, apparently. Yeah, Hugh Jackman was about it, and the lawyers had worked out some stuff, and it just couldn't come to be. Oh wow! You can't get it shipped fast enough. That's ridiculous. I think that was kind of silly. <clears throat> So, okay, do you really think that they're going to stop a, a Fantastic Four title? I wouldn't really put it past them. Fantas- I mean, who's really talking about Fantastic Four? Who who cares about the Fantastic Four at this point? Yeah, but isn't that more like spiteful than actually effective? Do you think if they don't have a comic book that they would hurt the movie franchise? No. <laughs> no, not at all. And... Even looking at the movie franchise, those characters aren't matching with the Fantastic Four. Right. Is, is black. <laughs> Johnny Storm is not, you know, in the comics. So, so I don't. I think it's a kind of a crazy move. I wish that instead of doing that and punishing everybody, just uh, buy them back. Yeah. Well, I, I heard that uh, not only is Johnny Storm African American or black, or um, but. I think Dr. Doom might be a female. Is that true? That's one of the, the things that are circulating around. And well, also that they're not going to appear in costumes in the in the movie. They're going to be in civilian clothes. See, to me, like, why... Why, because of this thing, that it's going to hang itself, why in the world would they not have a comic? Like, what does it matter? What are they doing? Is it just out of spite? Yeah, I think it's kind of out of a promotion thing that they just don't want to... Fantastic Four isn't really probably making Marvel very much money anyways. It's not a title that sells a ton. It doesn't have a team on it that everybody's rushing to go and buy. It's kind of just a mediocre title. Right. Um, And so I think it's just like Marvel's not going to encourage any sort of promotion at all, whether that means a title or putting them on a cover of a 75th anniversary magazine. Usually, though, they coincide these things so that um, it, the the movie franchise would direct r- potential readers to the books. So I think that they're only hurting themselves. I mean, it really doesn't make sense to me. Like, this move, if it was because of the movie, it doesn't make sense. Maybe they were thinking about it and they were like, ah, you know what, when, when would be a great time to do this? Maybe that's it. Well, if you look at the if you look at the promotion of how they've tried to bring moviegoers to comics, um, you know they they didn't do anything for Days of Future Past. They uh, they are doing stuff with the Spider-Man movies. Yes, they you know? are. Yep. But nothing with the X-Men movie. Um, when First Class came out, there wasn't anything. Uh, and you and I have talked privately about all the the um, the merchandising. There's zero merchandising for X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah, Nothing that's true. Is out there. But you go anywhere and there are Spider-Man and Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy, everything. And X-Men is the only comic book movie under Marvel that got zilch. They're releasing these X-Men figures in August, way after the movie comes out. And they're not even based on the Days of Future Past. You know, so... I mean, I think there's definitely some legitimacy to this. Hmm. You look at the the Wolverine movie, 
How much Wolverine merchandise did you see when that came out? Well, I'm not too in in tune with the merchandise, but I will say that they had the Infinite Comic, uh, Japan's Most Wanted. Um, So that did kind of coincide with the movie being released, if I recall correctly. Well, if, I mean, if if you're counting, and there, I didn't say there was, there's not anything, but sure, sure, yeah. I mean, like with the Wolverine movie, they released they released four action figures with five points of articulation. They were like old school, crappy, nothing, and Walmart didn't even carry them. They were they released they re-released a Wolverine figure, and the, they re-released the Wolverine claws. That was it. Mm-hmm. It's it's when you look at Spider-Man and how you can get everything from Spider-Man socks to Spider-Man gum and Captain America everything, and then you see what's done for The Wolverine and Days of Future Past. You know, Days of Future Past, all that I know of in America that happened was the Burger King ad. That was it. Nothing else. Interesting. Yeah, I never paid attention, man. Huh. All right, so do you think that like this is going to translate? So, so what's the what's the goal? They want the fr- franchise back? Do they want it to fail, or are they just disapproving and not happy? Or I think they want a cut of the merchandise. Oh, okay. They want Marvel wants their cut, and Fox is not willing to give their cut, so Marvel's not going to make anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they're not going to be shopping that license around. Hmm. Which makes sense. Sure. You know, there, I guess in Mexico there was there was some kind of food, kind of like a, a Twinkie, but it's chocolate, and after you eat it inside are these little PVC X-Men characters. Oh, that sounds terrible. That sounds like uh, a real uh, health hazard. Well, a friend in, from Me- a follower on Instagram has eaten a ton of these and is going to send me his set. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so that way, I have some X Men merchandise. <laughs> hey, I only licked the frosting off of these. That's terrible. He's man. like, I had my wife and my nieces and nephews and children eating as many as we could find. Like, oh, that's so nice. Is he a listener? <laughs> I don't believe so. We just found each other on Instagram. <laughs> and he's like, just, hey, I know you on Instagram. I'll send you my toys. It was it was like that. I thought that he had made these custom figures. And I said, where did you get these? Oh, my gosh, they're so cool. I'd love these. And he said, well, what's your address? I'll send you the extras I get. Goodness what? gracious. That's awesome. I said, well, let me send you something or pay for shipping. He's like, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> He's smuggling drugs to you. Uh, it could be, but okay. we got to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're losing all this weight, man. <laughs> it's all the coke <laughs> oh boy okay what else we got on oh oh hey no okay leading into this next thing <laughs> do you think that because of this they're uh tapering down the team books and they're gonna promote more the uh the solo characters of the x-men it could be it i mean we've had more we have more x-men solo titles than ever you know, ever. And the other rumor that goes along with that is that there will be no more big X-Men crossovers, that they will only happen if they coincide with uh, a Marvel Marvel property, like Axis. Like, that will happen because it's also Avengers-centered. 
but that there won't be any big X-Men events either. I can't believe that there's not going to be big X-Men events, especially with Bendis at the helm. I can't believe it either. And I got to see it before I believe it too, because there's always a big X event either taking place or coming up. (laughs) But usually they trade off between Avengers and X-Men. Yeah. So I'm wondering Infinity... And then Original Sin is another Avengers, basically. And then Axis is what I would consider an X-Men, but it's it's probably more mixed, yeah. Yeah, they ah. said it's Avengers and X-Men, and they're, I mean, they're even killing Wolverine. Yeah, that's true. And they're announcing it and saying, yep, he's gone. We're, we're killing him. That's <laughs> we're nuts. We're killing him, there's going to be no Fantastic Four, and if you want to buy their stuff, you can't. So, deal with it. <laughs> wow. So, okay, let me that that leads into this other I want to talk about your theory on Storm and how she's going to be a pro, play a prominent role, but let me ask you about the killing the Wolverine thing. Now, I don't know if you recall, but uh Mark Guggenheim back in 2009, I think, 2007 maybe, he wrote a story about the death of Wolverine and they didn't hype it at all. Do you remember this? The death of Wolverine. Talk to me about this. Okay, it was either called the death of, the the trade, the graphic novel or the trade paperback is called the death of Wolverine, but I think that the actual title of the arc was called the death of Logan. I'm not sure exactly. Um, you remember when all those zombie covers were coming out? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had a lot of the the guy who did the zombie covers did these Wolverine covers for the death of Logan or the death of Wolverine, and Mark Guggenheim was writing. I think it was Wolverine Volume Three or something like that. Um, and basically, every time he would die, he would go to a different plane of existence and fight somebody. And as and when he inevitably won, that's what helped him regenerate back into this life. Well, eventually, he got to the point where they said, that's it. No more regeneration. The next time you die, you die. There's no coming back. Because he, I think he either lost against that guy or... I can't remember. I don't know. But... So, you know, it was supposed to be like, oh, no, he still has a healing factor, but no more ridiculous returns from one cell, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, clearly that didn't hold true i mean you can make a case that that's still in continuity but um you know that he's he's come back from such strange things between jason aaron and uh, writing and paul cornell writing so you know but yeah, i, I mean, guess i vaguely remember that vaguely yeah, i was uh i read it in um it was right around Old Man Logan. I thought it was right before Old Man Logan, maybe. Which I'm surprised was not on your list. <laughs> you know, there's talk of doing the next Wolverine as the Old Man Logan story. Sure is. Yep. Which is crazy because then you're going to have Hawkeye and you're going to have uh, either a T-Rex or Devil Dinosaur with the symbiote and the Hulk people. It's uh, what a mess. They're not. That's just how we would do it. You know, they're not going to do a straight adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be a fantastic movie rather than an in-continuity comic book. It'd be a crazy just what-if movie like your X3. Mm, Yeah. So tell me about your theory for uh, 
for Storm? Well, uh, Mar- I, my, 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 <laughs> is that in the past few years, Storm has kind of been relegated to, you know, a, a sideline character being, she wasn't Storm, she was Black Panther's wife for so long, you know, and she, you know, she wasn't in the X-Men titles and she was just kind of wallpaper in the Black Panther title and, uh, you know, since AVX, she's come back and she's kind of started to do a little bit more. Um, but just in the past year to six months, a ton has happened. And it kind of, it, it makes sense to me, at least, that Marvel's propping Storm up to be the next head honcho or to lead the X franchise. Um, I mean, first, she's getting her own series, which, you know, she's been around since 1975 and Rogue has had her own series. Mystique, Emma, lots of people have had their own series, females, but not Storm. Storm had an all-ages series, right? Or no? She's never had her own ongoing series. She's had limited series. Okay, all right. But never her own ongoing. Um, Wolverine is dying, uh, and so she's going to replace Wolverine as head of the school. She's already the headmistress, but now she'll be running the, the school herself. Um, so she'll be the main character in Wolverine and the X-Men if it's not changed to Storm in the X-Men. Um, she's also running the, the, the show in X-Men itself. Uh, in the Axis promo, where it has all the main characters, the only main X character outside of Deadpool, because Deadpool used to be an X character, but I feel like he's kind of a Marvel character now, you know? Sure. Um, is Storm. No Wolverine. Wolverine's not there. He's dead. You know, they're killing Wolverine off. Uh, but Storm is on the, the front. Not Cyclops, not Professor X, Storm. Um, so there's there's that part. With, with looking at, I, I think it's kind of smart on Marvel's part, is that, you know, Wolverine is so recognizable from the movies. Storm is so not recognizable from the movies. Halle Berry plays Storm different in each of the movies. Right. And, she looks totally different in each of the movies. So it's been really hard for them to establish Storm as the standout. You, when you think of X-Men movies, you're like Wolverine, Gambit, Magneto, not Gambit, Wolverine, Mystique, uh, Professor X, Magneto. Those are the people that they think of as the X-Men. So as another dig, you know, they're going to take, they're going to kill Wolverine. He'll be gone. And they'll prop Storm up to be the prominent character because Fox won't be able to benefit from that anyways. Because they've been pushing those four characters over Storm or Gene or Cyclops since 2000 when they mm. started the movie franchise. Interesting. So that's my theory, and I really hope it's right. <laughs> right on. I mean, that'd be cool if she took a more active role. I mean, if she got rid of the Mohawk, yeah. I'm fine with her getting rid of the Mohawk, too. Do you think that she's going to remain the leader of the uh, X-Men title, Brian Wood's X-Men title? Yeah, I think she's going to stick there. She's going to stick in Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, she's going to be main in Axis. She's going to have her own title. It's going to be like where, where – she's going to be the Wolverine. You know, She's able to appear in five or six different titles, and you just go with it. Now, briefly, she was an Avenger, right? Recently? She was, yeah. Yeah, she was an Avenger right before X-Men versus Avengers. Right, okay. 
So when uh, when New Avengers relaunched or or uh, became Avengers proper, I guess. Yeah, she was only um, with the Avengers for like two story arcs under Bendis. Okay. Uh, and then when when Captain America gets all the Avengers together to meet about storming Utopia, she's like, "Oh no, you didn't! I'm out of here." <laughs> the window. <laughs> That's funny. What are your thoughts based on the information and? And your kind of landscape. Well, I I I only read your theory, uh, so I think it's sound. I, I wasn't thinking about that. What I was thinking though is that um, they're finally in in Brian Woods X Men. Um, I don't know if he's moving on, but I know somebody else is doing it. I think Guggenheim actually is doing a story, coming back and doing a story in that run. Um, but they're finally going to have an official team of X Men, but they're going to vote on the leader, and so. With her telling them in issue 14, well, no, we're going to have a vote, then that makes me think that she'll stick around because it's the noble thing to do. You know, oh, no, I'm not necessarily going to lead this team. And so they'll probably all vote and say, yeah, we got differences, but you're a great leader. But I think it'd be interesting if they said, okay, well, we're here's a mechanism to do away with the leader of the team uh, editorially and then put her as the head of the school and have her own book. Um, so I think it's it's definitely possible because you don't see her in Uncanny and you don't see her in all new X-Men at all, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it'd be better if she was in Wolverine the X-Men and they changed the title. Maybe I would care about that book. <laughs> Such a terrible book. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I, if they're if they're really killing Wolverine and he's not going to be around, I would love for somebody else to to step up and take his place. Yeah, I'm very much over Cyclops. Oh yeah, yeah, for a long, long time. Yeah, I he, could actually the the old Cyclops could die, and I'd be fine with just having the the young one. No, let's not get started on these young kids. <laughs> you know how I feel. I do know how you feel, yes. But I am having a blast reading all new X-Men. <laughs> uh, any other news? Uh, Josh Brolin is Thanos. Okay, and what, what did he think? plan before? What? Do you, what? Who is he? What did he plan? Oh, Josh Brolin. I just know, I mean, he's been in a couple different things. Um, is he the guy from Inception? Is he Bane? Or no? No. <laughs> No, no, that was Tom, Tom Thomas Hardy. Tom Hardy. Okay, I always get the two mixed up. Um, there, there's rumor that he's going to be Doctor Strange, though. What? Really? I heard Benedict Cumberbatch. He, it, the, it, the rumor was those two. I think that the Cumberbatch guy would do well. I like Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey as <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yeah, and he's actually lobbied Marvel about it before. Uh, he wants to just do Grey's Anatomy 2.0. Oh, he'd be good. Okay. That was uh, my sad attempt at the Grey's Anatomy theme song. Oh, yeah, so that was sad. Yes. Uh, okay, so wait, Josh Brolin, what is he playing? Um, I don't remember. I think he he's done like some Western stuff. He's He's like a... 
famous actor. His dad is married to Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. So, what do you think about it? I'm looking him up, man. Keep talking. Oh, uh, I think it's good. I think (laughs) it's a good casting. I, I mean, Marvel just, they pick some of these odd people, but they know... They know better than we do sometimes. Oh wow, he's he's old. I didn't know he was this old. I thought he was a uh, he was born in sixty eight. So how old is he? He's so old. How old is he? He was in W. He was in Wall Street. He was in No Country for Old Men. He was in the Goonies. Oh, he was in the Goonies. Where was he in the Goonies? Yes, he was in the Goonies. Who was he? Maybe Sloth would be a better Thanos. Dude, do you know they're making a, a sequel to Goonies? No, I, I've never seen the whole thing anyway. What? Oh my goodness. He was Brand in the Goonies? Who's Brand? So, uh, you, you've never even watched the whole movie. I'm not even going to entertain this discussion with you. <laughs> I'm not going to entertain... Okay. Okay, never mind. I have a story, but I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... So what do you think? Yay, nay? He could probably pull it off. He looks massive enough. Well, I think it'll be mostly CGI stuff. Yeah. He's Why not, not? A big guy. I mean, I'd have to see something that he's in. Uh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy post-production as the voice of Thanos. Oh, Avengers Age of Ultron is filming right now, according to IMDb. Yeah, they're halfway done. I didn't know that. Where have you been? I, I, it's been a while since we recorded. I get all of this from you. Oh wait, he was, he was in Men in Black Three, which I haven't seen. Oh, he was in True Grit. Okay, yeah. Andy, we posted photos of production pictures of Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and Hawkeye from Age of Ultron Two on the Facebook page. I'm going to go ahead and say that any posts that happen on the Facebook page, they're probably Jared. Darren posts, too. And Darren. They're Okay, let me revise. They're probably not me. No, but I'm saying you can look. That sounds like a great idea. Let me look right now. Oh, no, no, no. It was like months ago. Oh, come on. How do you find stuff on here from months ago? Dude, this is our job. <laughs> we keep people informed. Well, I keep people informed about this stuff. So, Big Hero 6. What about that? What? I'm and he, I'm trying to get you to stop yelling at me. Oh, I think that'll be a good movie. Do you really? Oh, I'm wait, here we go. To taking the kids. Ah, I see Josh Brown. This Facebook page, it's so uh so fantastic. No, the pictures of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye are literally months away, so don't scroll back and look. Let's keep going. Okay, keep going, keep going. All right, so I have nothing else to say on the topic. You have no other news? No, I think we need to move on. <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, this is pretty much our segment. I mean, that we're done. Oh, I thought we were doing Original Sin. Oh, oh, let's touch on that. Let's just touch <laughs> on Original Sin. Sure, you know, sure. Um, have you have you read up till uh, three? Yeah, yeah, I'm prepared for our podcast. Okay, okay. 
take us away. We're not doing current events. It's just kind of a state of the union, what's going on with original sin type of thing. What I just are you are you still scrolling on the Facebook page? No, no, no. I've I've I've, I've clicked it off. All right, then why don't you go ahead and talk then? I'd love to hear your thoughts on on original sin. Okay, look, I haven't read it since. I want you to do it. <laughs> Have you read the third one? What? Have you read issue three? Yes. Okay. But I can't so. forget. I didn't take notes on it like I did on the X Men movie. I didn't take notes either. I just. Have some things to say. You have the mind and thighs of an elephant. <laughs> the memory. Oh, that, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Okay. So, uh, just a couple over overview things. I think it's cool. You know, this is... The story Jason Aaron usually tells is kind of like a, a wacky but big story. Like, oh, I got it. Like, space whales. That's cool. You know, Thor. Um so the guy shooting the planet when they're going out there, like with a giant gun of kryptonite bullets, you know, eh, it's all right. But I think what is most interesting is um, that Nick Fury had no secrets shown to him. And so, like, when the Watcher's Eye, who is held by the orb, which is awesome. I really do like <laughs> that character from uh, Jason Aaron's... Um, Ghost Rider run, if you haven't read it, go ahead. And Scott, forgive me, because I know you hated it. Uh, but it was actually it was actually really good. I liked it. Um, he was in that a lot. And so the orb, of course, who's a giant eyeball, who else would be able to, you know, relate or steal the watcher's eye? And so he somehow enables it to show everything that was recorded with the watcher's eye, all these secrets. To everybody, there's a secret Spider-Man knows, Thor finds out, Captain America finds out uh, about Tony and all that stuff. But Nick Fury never sees anything. And he's probably got the most secrets of anybody. So I think maybe that means that nobody has kept successfully kept a secret from him? Or I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't know. That kind of puzzled me, too. What's going on that he doesn't know? Unless it's not Nick Fury. What What do you think, then? I don't know, because most life model decoys don't have blood. Ah. Uh, well, see, I think it's really him, but I think that it's it's... We're supposed to think... I mean, I think it has something to do with... Everybody was shown secrets that... Not that they had, but that were kind of kept from them. And so, uh, okay, you know, like a secret was kept from Spider-Man, probably just by the universe. A secret was kept from Captain America, from Tony Stark. A key secret was kept from Hulk, from Tony Stark. A secret was kept from Thor, from Odin, you know. But nobody's keeping secrets from Nick. Because hmm. he's got all these secrets. So I think that might be what we're we're looking at here. Or are the secrets in the other eyeball? Possibly. And where is the other eyeball, and who has it? That I don't know. But, I mean, the art here is fantastic. It's it's really, really cool. Yeah, I think uh, Mike Dotto's grittiness is good for this title. Oh, definitely. And it's good for Jason Aaron. You know, like, you have to have the right writer uh, for, the right, uh, for the right art, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, Daredevil finds out. Let's see here. What are we doing? Everybody has a secret. Uh, Daredevil finds out how his mom died. You know, Spider-Man finds out uh, that there's somebody else was bit by the spider. Angela is Thor's sister, which, eh, that's silly, you know? Well, so Um, what do you think about these other small, like, those were the main characters. What about the other characters that got hit by that that blast? Do you think they'll also find secrets, or they'll just not? I think that probably they will, but it won't. We won't read about them. You know, it'll just be like one of those. Oh, I was disturbed by a secret as well. <laughs> gotcha. You know, I mean, okay. So, what do you think? Do you think that this whole uh... okay, the, the with the image of the whatever it is shooting the gun into the planet? What do you think about that? Who do you think that is? Or what? Well, I'm interested to get the list from the Punisher of the people that he says could make that shot. Yeah, but I mean, is this the same person? This right here is the image of the of the person we see shooting the planet, which you don't necessarily have to be a good shot for that. Yeah, I guess I just inferred that it was the same person that was shooting the monsters, too. Good inference. But do but you know might... who this looks like? This looks like Aaron Stack, the... the machine man Doesn't well it? it it does i was just i guess i was really thrown off because i wasn't expecting for the orb dr midas and the dominatrix to be the main villains i don't think that they are i think that we find out that uh they're just they're not the ones that killed him they're the ones that just want the eyeball or something well Okay, let me rephrase. I wouldn't have guessed from issue one that those were the people that we would have seen at the end of issue one holding the eyeball. Sure. You know? So I I, I almost hesitate to even guess anything because I have no idea who who he's going to pull out of the official Marvel handbook. Sadly, I think that I should have guessed it was the orb. Uh, I think that makes sense to me. But the other ones, there's no way I would have guessed no, we thought it was Nitro. <laughs> well, I mean, he looked like Nitro, but that was because he had that thing over his head. Yeah. Okay, so, last page of this. Dude. What do you think, man? Dude. Marvel has wanted to get rid of Nick Fury for a while, and they did it. So you think he's totally dead? I think he is. They've They've worked really hard to bring in, you know, black Nick Fury and kill off white Nick Fury. From the movies to the comics, and this serves as a time to make it happen. You know, if they're going to do it, I'm glad it's in an event like this. As opposed to just like in the X-Men? Well, just like off-panel or kind of saying, oh, we don't use him anymore. You know, that type of thing. Oh, yeah, that, and they had to make it... Like, there was a reason that Winter Soldier had to be holding his head at the end. Sure. Like, had to be like there was an explosion the body is in pieces like we're showing you he's not coming back samuel L. jackson is nick fury i gotta say i mean nick fury has been one of my favorite characters since before eighth grade like since the spider-man uh cartoon mm. it's just uh i was like man is this final is this what's happening is this but Something has to be not as it seems because why in the world would this would Bucky be doing this? 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, anyway, I guess my whole point is that this is really, uh, I'm very interested in not only this main story, but I'm very interested in a lot of the peripheral stories as well. And very few, like I used to read everything and then um, fear itself happened. And I was like, I cannot read these <laughs> peripheral stories. These are terrible. But, you know, I'm interested. Hulk and Iron Man. Iron Man is is pretty, a pretty dull, uh, you know, character to me. But I'm interested in, in that, you know, like to see what's going on with that. And I don't know. It really holds my interest. I didn't think it would. I have to agree with you. I think that these are more, they don't feel so much as tie-ins. They feel like these are actual, like, you want to know this stuff. It's like you said with Fear Itself, you don't care about those tie-ins because they're really just tie-ins because they say tie-in on the front. Right. Uh, On the cover, you know, the cover says, this is part of Fear Itself. Now, we didn't touch on Avengers and all, and we don't really have time for that, but there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, I guess the the two last things I want to talk about is the this jumping forward thing with the Avengers. Uh, do you think, I'll just be blunt, do you think we're going for a reboot? Oh, I hope not. I hope not. Do you think it's in the cards? Do you think it's possible? Do you think it's what they're, it says the first the first time ever in Marvel's 75 years of history. I think it's po- possible. I mean, didn't they learn? I mean, can't they see how much they're beating DC and how their fan base has really been trounced because of what they've done? You would hope so. I mean, look at the sales every month. DC has beat them like once in the past five years. I, I hope they don't do it. Like, I don't know. Maybe they have a plan. And maybe it would be if they restarted it and said, ah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think Marvel just always wants to be doing something new and different. Even even looking at how they've made the cinematic changes take effect in the comic books. Yeah. You know, has not increased their numbers. The comics don't sell more since Avengers came out or Iron Man 1 came out. They sell probably the same or less. You know, so those changes are not causing readers to come, and they still make them. Well, then I wonder if they say, hey, we can do whatever we want because we're making all this money over here, so we don't have to worry about making it. I mean, I know that's not really how businesses work. You can't, if you're losing money in the comics, you can't say, oh, we're making up for it in the movies. But, you know, like, is it really going to keep readers engaged, or are they trying to... Oh, bring on new readers with all these changes? I, I don't know. You know, I, I've been pretty tolerant of most of the changes. It's just, if they reboot, that's going to be tough, man. That might be that might be a jumping off point for a lot of this stuff. How could we even have a Marvel 616 politics? We couldn't, because it wouldn't be the 616 anymore. Mm-mm. We'd no, to, it wouldn't at all. We'd have to end the show. We'll find out, I guess, in September. It'd be very sad. It was a I good hope. run. Because I think they've seen that it worked for DC. You I know? don't know if it did work for them. They still have a... You look at the top ten books, and more than half of them are usually DC books. Mm. And they've restarted continuity. But I think that Marvel's <laughs> kind of the uh, antithesis to DC. Like You can go to DC and read this stuff and... 
and they don't tell you any backstory. You just have to guess. Whereas Marvel, you can look back to a you know books that happened 40 years ago and read, or you can look back to books that happened four years ago, and both of them still count. Yeah. And I love that. That's the best. The best. Because if you're upset with stories now, you can go back and read some other stories and know that all of them still count. Still count. You're so Everything funny. Counts. Like I, I understand what you mean, but like, for people like Jackie or maybe even Jennifer, if you were to tell them, well, this one doesn't count because it's not, it's not in the six one six, or it doesn't, they, you know, they're like, what are you talking? It's just a story. Like, just enjoy the story. <sighs> you know, like, oh well, Marvel Knights X Men wasn't in current continuity, but. Or it was, but Marvel Knights Spider-Man, this latest one, wasn't. like. And we say, yeah, well, isn't that obvious? I mean, we can tell. Peter Parker wasn't around. Yeah. would be like, you, why are you picking and choosing? I don't know. It's the artists and the writers they are picking and choosing. I just know what's in what really counts and what doesn't. But you have to. You can't pick up a, an Ultimate title, read it, and then pick up the X-Men title and they all look, you know, a 616 title because they all look different and stuff is not happening. It's the same and it's craziness. Yeah, but are they writing for those of us who read everything or are they writing for people who follow that one character, follow that story or that title? Well, I'll give you a good example. I was helping Darren. You know, Darren's been working with us now for a couple months. I know. Yeah, I know Darren. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> You know, Darren has been getting back into the comic books. He had taken a break for a while. And so he came back and we were chatting and and he's like, so I picked up um, Avengers number, you know, four. And then I got the new Fantastic Four and I got Winter Soldier. And he's like, do these all count? Like, "Uh, no. (laughs) Because one is like, you know, Fantastic Four has War Machine and Falcon and Invisible Woman. That's Ultimate Universe. Right. Uh, this one is a different one, but the Winter Soldier one, that is actually counting right now. You know, so he had three books and two of them, you know, weren't a part of the universe that he's trying to help build a web page for. You need to help him before he buys books, man. Well, we've discussed that now and we've moved on. <laughs> he had a good point. He said, but how can I tell? I'm looking on the cover and it doesn't say. Right. Like, you are. I didn't realize that it didn't say that because the ultimate titles used to say ultimate they don't now they don't no not all of them say ultimate Hmm. so it was i was like man that is a huge disservice that marvel's doing to people yeah because books aren't cheap if they were a buck 50 yeah big deal but when they're 3.99 and 4.99 and you're getting one falcon that's red and one falcon that's gray and one falcon that lives in the 1602 universe. You're like, what's going on? 1602. All right, last topic uh, before we get out of here. Uh, World War Wendigo. Did you read this? I did. What did you think, man? I thought it was fun. It was fun. That's, you know what? The art... And the uh, writing, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I had to agree. Oh, I thought you were going to rip it to shreds. No, no, no. I, I thought, I mean, I think it's a little bit silly, but it's uh, it's fun. I mean, I think it didn't it have like an in-joke on, in, in one of these pages, but the cover's fantastic. And, you know, you got, you got Wolverine and it brings back to 
Alpha Flight. I forget where the... There was an in-joke in here somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Nightcrawler. It brings back Colossus in a strange way, but... Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm back. And then he was like, well, wait a minute. We just, you know, we just went to your funeral. And it was like, I just went to your funeral. Don't <laughs> yeah. you think that, I mean, we all die. I thought that was, that was interesting. So I, I am going to really enjoy the, you know, I read issue seven and with the Firestar, Bobby and Spider-Man yeah. and, um, it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't the best, but I enjoyed it. I had fun reading it. Oh. And, Worst issue of the year so far. Of this title or? Of Marvel Books. That title bit it hard. I disagree. Have you not been reading Wolverine the X-Men? I have been. But issue seven was atrocious. (laughs) I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I I stopped reading. I started skimming towards the end. Like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this, I I think Kyle and Yost on this book, it's going to be fun. It's, it definitely doesn't feel like, um, their X-Force, which with Clayton Crane and, um, whoever the other guy was, it was like totally dark and serious and deep, but this one looks really fun. So I'm in, I'm in. I'm excited for it too. Yeah. So. All right, anything else before we get out of here? I have one Tina Award. Okay. So you're going to make me uh, do all this editing, huh? Yeah, I need you to play the bumper. Oh, my goodness. All right, here you go. The Tina Award. All right, we had taken a break from some of the Tina Awards. Yes, next episode, was gonna, I was going to bring them back there, sir. Well, we should slowly work them in. Oh, boy, okay. Because, I mean, it was your idea to get rid of him in the first place. What? Tina Award is it? But it was also your idea to have them in the first place, too. So I'll give you that credit. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, I heard it through the grapevine. Through the grapevine. All right. Uh, is it um, is it in, is it about the Days of Future Past movie? No. Okay. So it's about some of the news topics we talked about. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Oh boy. <laughs> I needed a break from this. <laughs> Let me check my notes. What we what what we talked about here. Not your movie theater notes. Right. You heard the bleeding cool thing about uh, FF being canceled because of uh, Marvel and Fox's little dispute. Great job. All right. Good job. Fantastic. Whew. And with that, uh, we are a comic book podcast, Marvel 616. You can visit our website, marvel616politics.com. Email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at 616politics. Look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Give give us a call, leave us a message, ask us a question, we'll play it on air. 616-755-TINA. And look us up on Instagram at marvel616politics. And join us on Facebook, marvel616politics.com slash forum press. (laughs) I meant forum. 
Did I say Facebook? Yeah, you Forum. pulled it, Jared. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't find me on Facebook. <laughs> uh, and so we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Uh, get all your pre-orders for uh, 40% off on all your Marvel stuff. It's fantastic, and they come in pristine condition. Also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. That's CRPSavings.com. Uh, they are a membership program for $39. For a lifetime membership, anything that you order through Office Depot will be discounted. CRPSavings.com. And also MichaelWebSolutions.com. 1B. Website needs and uh, internet building goodness. <laughs> internet building goodness. You know how until much I next time, that. make yours Marvel 616 Politics. <laughs> We went long. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm exhausted.